Okay, good evening, beloved. Um, so today I don't have notes. I'm just going to speak. Um, yeah, I'm just going to speak. Um, yeah, uh, I'm dressed up today because I just came from a wedding, my cousin's wedding. So I'm a little dressed up. Okay, so I've shared the message. Uh, today I'm going to speak about, uh, someone asked me recently about sharing the gospel. Okay, and how do you share the gospel with somebody? Um, sorry, I'm just going to reply to some someone here. One second. Okay. Uh, so how do you share the gospel with somebody? Okay, and uh, the simplicity of it, the simplicity of sharing the gospel with someone. Okay, so I just want to get into the word and then I'm just going to share from my own life um, about just sharing. Okay, and um, uh, so let's just open. I'm just going to read some verses. If you have your Bibles, you can open up the Bibles. And uh, I'm going to start from uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse, sorry, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. For those who don't have your Bibles, just hear me. I'm just, I've just taken very few scriptures today and I'm just going to share more from my life. So Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. For it was fitting for him, that means the father, from whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. Bringing many sons back home. Okay, bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Okay, now I want to read, I, I just read, it says, it was fitting for the father from whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. Adam was in glory and then he forfeited after he partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And now the cross is the way back home. Okay, uh, let me read, uh, I'm going to read in John, John chapter, chapter 17, okay, beloved, is based on this foundation of, uh, you know, our, our, uh, the scripture was that beloved was founded on, or beloved started on uh, March uh, 17th. I remember that was our first service, and I looked up the scripture, and it is, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, and that's why we are called beloved, okay? Beloved means to be the object of someone's affection, beloved. And the father just didn't look at Jesus and say, hey, this is my son. He said, this is my beloved son. To be called the beloved, you have to know that you've, you've been loved by somebody. Okay, that we have a father. That's why we say we are fathered sons. Uh, not an orphan son, but a fathered son. So John 17, look what it says in the Gospel of John 17. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have as you have given him authority over all the flesh that he would give eternal life to as many as you have given him what did jesus come to give jesus came to give eternal life right that's what we say eternal life but what is eternal life and look at this and this is eternal life that they may know you who is you who is he talking about the father so what is eternal life? That they may know you, the true God and Jesus whom you have sent. Okay. Then it goes on to say in verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. 
So there was a work that Jesus came to finish. Okay. And we know that that was the cross. And now look at it in verse 5 what it says. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. What does it say? And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Remember, we just read Hebrews chapter 2. And it says that it pleased the Father to bring many sons to glory. And that's what we were in glory. Adam forfeited his glory. And now it's bringing the sons back into glory. Okay? And then it says, look at this in verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men you have given me out of this world. So, you know, when, when people always say God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that all whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, have eternal life. Okay. And then it says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So people go out and preach the gospel and are preaching to everybody. And a lot of, if you're, a lot of the religious church can look at the cross and see the cross as Jesus dying for our sins. But the cross is not Jesus dying for our sins. Jesus dying for our sins is the way. The cross is the father bringing his lost sons back home. And Jesus dying on the cross was the only way that his children could come back home. Okay? And so the cross is, when you look at the cross, is about a, is about a father waiting for his lost son to come home. And the way back home is through the cross because sin separated us from the Father. And so Jesus comes, dies, goes on the cross. And but the end is about a father bringing his son back home. Okay, and that's what Jesus is saying. What is, what, what is eternal life? Eternal life is to know you, the father. And so what are you telling the son? Are you telling him about his sins? Or oh, your sins are going to take you to hell? Every, uh, deep down, every, every person knows that he's a sinner. He doesn't need to be reminded he's a sinner. He, you need to address the orphan heart. It's about the orphan heart. It's about a lost son waiting for the love of his father to come back home to him. And if you address that, trust me, everyone is going to come. Come home. Okay? So I, I just want to read this quickly. I'm just reading it from the word. And we're going to see it from the word of how Jesus went about. What was Jesus doing? What was he, was he, was Jesus really saying, I'm the son of God, I'm the son of God, I'm the Messiah. Or do we just see Jesus healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, healing, doing the works and everybody coming to him because they're drawn to him. They want more. And then he's revealing I'm the Messiah. Okay. And so very effective, like, uh, you know, I've come into the kingdom. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a few scriptures that I'm going to talk about my own personal life. Okay, and very, it's never been that I ever told somebody about heaven and hell. Never. I only address the orphan heart. I simply said, There's a father who loves you and he's waiting for you. And they've all come home. And I mean, I've, I've brought in like ever since I came into the kingdom, I'm, you know, I don't, I can't even imagine how many people have come into the kingdom. And so many of you are already in, beloved. And I've had journeys with people. And all I said was, There's a father who loves you. Okay, the Bible says that wisdom is justified by her children. Uh, just, I'm just going to pause this a bit. Okay, sorry. So let me just read uh, Matthew chapter 17. I'm going to, I'm, I'm carrying on from verse, uh, from verse 6. So what did Jesus say? I have come to give eternal life. And then Jesus describes eternal life. Eternal life is simply knowing the Father. Okay, 
and then in verse uh, <clears throat> in verse 6 he says i have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of this world okay to the people that you have given me out of this world okay your name and what is the name the father's name they were yours you gave them to me and they have kept your word now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you for i have given to them the words which you have given me and they have received them and have known surely that i came forth from you and they have believed that you sent me i pray for them i do not pray for the world but for those now see what he saying i pray for them i do not pray for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours you know okay let's i'll i'll address this a little later all and all mine are yours and yours are mine and i am glorified in them now i am no longer in the world but these are in the world and i come to you holy father keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one the bible talks about that god god sent his only son okay that the world should not perish but when jesus is talking about the world he's saying he's addressing the world but he's saying i'm not talking about everybody i'm talking about the ones that you have given me so there is something about the seed just because everyone looks human doesn't mean they're a son of god now there there might be people who disagree with what i'm saying but this is just my opinion okay and i'm taking some scriptures that talk about it where even jesus clearly talks about a seed and he talks about uh, you know when jesus is talking about the uh, the the kingdom of god and he's talking about the seed that is sown and then he talks about the devil came and put his seeds and then he talks about those being the sons of the devil not the sons of god okay and then jesus says i have come to redeem or bring the lost sons into glory okay so how am i going to uh, how how as sons i'm not talking about regular church and how they do ministry and that's good and let them let them uh, do what they're called to do and they're going ahead but i want to talk about the simplicity of being a son and bringing a lost son home and we're going to look at jesus's life and how he went about preaching the gospel how he went about uh, doing things and we're going to follow the same way okay so let me just read these few verses uh <clears throat> i'm i'm on verse 9 i pray for them i do not pray for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours and all mine are yours and yours are mine and i am glorified in them now i now i am no longer in the world but these are in the world and i come to you holy father keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one that's why we keep preaching on oneness that they may be one as we are one while i was with them in the world i kept them in your name those whom you gave me i have kept and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that is judas that the scripture might be fulfilled but now i come to you and these things i speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves i have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as i am not of the world that's why i always say you are not of the world i am not of this world we are in this world but not of this world okay i do not pray that you should take them out of this world but that you should keep them from the evil one they are not of the world just as i am not of the world sanctify them by your truth your word is truth as you sent me into the world i also have sent them into the world and for their sakes i sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth i do not pray for these alone okay 
but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. It's all about oneness. That's why I tell you, the minute Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the separation came in your mind. It's your mind that constantly wrestles with you. And will tell you you're divided. You're divided. No, it can't be good. This is flesh. This is spirit. Constantly dividing you. And that's where God is bringing you. are getting redeemed into the tree of life and coming into oneness. First, you believe. I killed my carnal mind. I, in fact, I, you know, beloved has a, has a protocol, right? We follow protocols. We do not address questions. Whenever people bring me scriptures and talk about more scriptures, I don't like to go into scriptures. Because I've had people who've given me scriptures. And, you know, a year later, they still have more scriptures. Because we come through life and to give you an encounter with Jesus and then you come and you, it, it's beyond your head understanding. It's beyond the carnal mind. You've had an encounter with Jesus, yeah? And each one of you, if a son will go and share something, you're going to share life with somebody. And life multiplies. If you share, if you share the tree of knowledge of good and evil, at the end, it's going to result in death. And I'm going to talk about the two, okay? Uh, <clears throat> look at these. Uh, where was I? Okay, I'm on verse 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. Remember we shared again in, in Hebrews verse 2, to bring many sons into glory. Okay, that is what you're coming back. Adam forfeited his glory and now through the cross, the lost sons are coming back into glory. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. That's why it says, do you know that the Bible says that you and me were in Christ, the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, and that we were in Christ before, before the foundation, right? <clears throat> oh, righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have, these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. The love which with the Father has loved Jesus may be in you, in each of you. Now, if you understand blood relationship, you will look at each other also very differently. It's about a family. And the family, the core emphasis, the foundation of the family. Like I said, I, I spoke with my brother before. I may hate the things that my brother does. But the end result, what ties me to my father with the same brother is our blood relationship. And then you'll start having unity. It's because you simply address and look at each other through the blood. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> I want to read about, I'm, I'm going to read a few scriptures and then just, uh, just speak a few things. Okay. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. And this is Paul. Paul speaking, after he's had this amazing encounter with Jesus, it says, Paul had an encounter with Jesus and immediately he started preaching Christ, okay? But uh, I, I shared in, uh, in my message on wilderness, 
even after Paul had an encounter with Jesus, three years he was in Arabia, okay, alone. And that's where he got the revelation of Christ in him, okay. And, um, and then he began to preach Christ. So look at this, what Paul is saying, okay. For I am determined, verse 2, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What is Paul saying? I'm not just coming and preaching Christ to you. I'm showing him to you and his power also. Okay. Now let's look at, let's quickly go to, uh, to Jesus, okay? And uh, I want to read, what am I reading here? Sex selected something for you. Okay, hold on. Mm. Okay, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 9. Uh, just flow with me if those who don't have your Bibles. Luke chapter 9. Uh, this is Jesus, okay? This is in the Gospels. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. Look at this. Now, Jesus. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, neither staffs nor back, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Okay? He tells them, preach the kingdom of God, okay, and to heal the sick. And somewhere else it says, he send them off and he says, freely you have received, freely give, heal the, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. The commission was always given, go preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Okay? After Jesus rises again, he says, go and preach the gospel to the whole world. Okay. And I, I again showed you when God is talking about the world, he clearly makes a distinction. It's about in the world and then select. There's, there's, there's like a seed of the world. Okay. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He, was back, uh, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Who does not believe will be condemned. And look at these. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If, if they drink, that means I drink anything deadly, it will it'll by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Every time the gospel is preached, or God was talking about giving the gospel or preaching the gospel, it was always with the demonstration of power. Okay? Now I want to share my own personal life. I remember being sick and uh, the minute I met Jesus, I had this sense that I'd come back home to my father. That was... I did not even know I was a sinner or anything like that up until I joined some church and the church told me that. I came into a consciousness of being a loved son. Just that I'd come back home to my father and my father loved me. Okay. And I still remember everyone that I shared up to that point, I would simply just share life with them. So any one of you, it's not about how do I share the gospel, just share what's life in you, what God has done in your life, what the father has done in your life. And as I even showed you, Jesus went about, uh, you know, I, I, let's, let, we'll see some scriptures and some testimonies about Jesus and what he's doing in his life, right? Jesus went about just healing people. Lazarus, okay, he, whoever came in his path, there was a blind man, Jesus went and healed the blind. 
Jesus was sitting at a meeting. They got somebody from the rooftop. Jesus healed him. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. Jesus goes to the synagogues. He sees someone with a withered hand. Jesus heals them. And then after they got healed, they come and say, who is this? We want to know. Jesus goes to the, uh, you know, to the well. He's sitting there. He meets a Samaritan woman. And all he's doing is just sharing life. And he's telling her about a life. He's telling her that you are thirsty, but when you drink the water that I give you, that you will never thirst. And then she goes, and then at the end, he reveals, she wants to know who he is. And then she, he tells her that the one talking to you, I'm the Messiah. Okay. Jesus goes and he's just healing sick people. And then they come to him after they get healed and they want to know who he is. Your best point when you're sharing, share your life with somebody. I told you when Jesus says that this is eternal life, that they may know the father. All you do is address the orphan heart. You know, I talked about, in, if, you, if you know my encounter, my personal encounter when I came into the kingdom. If you go to an orphanage, every orphan wants to be adopted. That's just the heart. They're waiting for parents to adopt them. Now imagine a mankind and lost sons. Deep down, they know they're orphans. And so you address the orphan heart. So when Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I just believe I'm a son and when I speak, my words are stood in their life. And so all you do is I just say that you do know there's a father in heaven who loves you and he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to come home. And it's only when you come home that your life really begins. You will see how there's something about your words that you grip that person. And then what I do is usually if they have a problem, I just speak. I pray about that problem, whatever it might be. If they're sick, I will lay hands on them. If, if you know, they have some financial thing, I'll just pray for them. The problem, because we do not just speak in words of wisdom, we speak in the demonstration of power because our Jesus is real. And then what happens is that I let it be. And then they go, they see the problem is fixed. Now they come back and they want to know who fixed it. And that's when I share, you know what? Okay, let me show you the one who did it. Let me, this is not about the problem being fixed. This is the father who wants to come into your life and fix everything. We have a story in Beloved about, uh, you know, like there's so many testimonies. If you come into Beloved, um, I've, I've never really had to sell truth. And I tell everybody, you don't need to sell truth. Truth reveals itself. Sometimes I meet people and I just say, have you ever asked who God is? Or oh, this is your version of God, but have you gone home and ever asked the one who made you? Reveal yourself to me, the simplicity of that. I remember there was this girl, uh, she was a Muslim girl who was working with me. And uh, she was keeping Rosa. So I said, what are you, why are you doing this? She said, because I'm Muslim. I said, you're not Muslim. You're born in a Muslim family. But you're not Muslim. I said, have you, have you ever wondered wonder who made you? And so she's like, what do you mean? I said, go home today and ask the one who made you to reveal himself. So this girl goes home and she's never asked this question. And so she says, Jisne mujhe bachpan se bada kiya hai, wo wala bata tu kaun hai? At three in the morning or four in the morning, early in the morning, I have messages on my phone. I need to meet you, please. And she was staying at Gurudvi or something like that. She's saying the most, I have this most vivid dream and I need to know where I need some answers. And so I meet her in Gurudvi and she said, I was at, I, I asked this question. I went to sleep. She's saying, I was taken up to heaven. She's saying, I meet a man. I meet Jesus. But she's saying, but he's in, in our holy uh, readings. He's, He's a healer. He's not, he's not God. I said, but what happened when you asked the question? God came. Now, did I even tell her the gospel? No. It's because you don't have to sell truth. Truth reveals itself. And this is not just one. I've had like countless testimonies. I remember I was sitting at Starbucks 
and uh, you know i'm sharing bhavin's testimony a lot of you have met bhavin bhavin's testimony is how in 4 days and 4 hours god changed his life bhavin was a guy who was he was showing me some houses he was a broker uh, you know my car fell flat so i go with him to starbucks and he's talking about how he has an operation in 4 days for piles and uh, he you know he needed 40000 rupees and he doesn't even have money for that so all i said i said bhavin let's pray right now i said there is a father in heaven who loves you and you know he's going to fix this right now and you may not even need to go for your operation so we prayed with bhavin i just prayed in jesus name i tell him he comes uh, you know i tell him go eat chicken because he's not eaten chicken for 6 months he's not allowed to eat chicken because he has piles i said how will you know you're healed if you don't eat so he goes home and by faith eats and he's not bleeding so the next day he hasn't uh, he scheduled his uh, you know uh, his appointment with his doctor because his surgery is like the, the day after so the doctor says now you don't need it is because uh, you know you seem to be healed and everything is fine and so he comes to church to give his testimony and uh, he says mujhe testimony nahi dena kyunki jesus nahi aaye mere you know jesus not come i said well god has already revealed himself to you is done a healing for you i said but just come and talk about what jesus has done so anyway this guy goes shares his testimony in church in the evening i meet him and he's like oh priya i forgot to tell you uh, mere sapne mein uh, father aaye so i said how do you know he was the father he said wo white kapda pehna tha aisa aisa white tha kurta mein and with a and he said i was holding he was holding a stick i said yeah that's jesus he's the shepherd so he said yeah and so he was sitting on this is the dream he was sitting on a rock and uh, he bhavan comes sits with him and jesus tells him i've been waiting for you all of this time i've been waiting for you and then uh, he uh, in the dream uh, you know bhavan is scared and everything and then jesus tells him to hold his hand and then he says jesus jesus leads and he's scared and he says don't be scared and then he he jesus takes him from one world to another world he says he entered another kingdom and he's saying even as i entered the other kingdom all my cares left i felt there were no problems and then he woke up and i said yeah because the bible says from one kingdom from the kingdom of darkness he took you to the kingdom of his son into the kingdom of his love and now you've come back home to your father so that bhavan comes home he's had this amazing dream the father has revealed himself he comes home the next day now imagine this is not even me telling bhavan jesus died on the cross for you i just told him there's a father who loves you and look what the father did he revealed himself to bhavan the next day he comes to bible study at home he says and bhavan was living on the streets and his father had uh, you know had put him out of the house basically for a, uh, for maybe 6 months or more he says priya guess what happened my father called me after 6 months and he told me to come back home today okay so that evening bhavan goes back home who can change the father's heart except our heavenly father okay bhavan goes back home he didn't want to do a brokering brokerage job he didn't want to he was do something to get his by his to live by you know whatever he he had to just make his means going uh, i said bhavan what do you like he said i'm always like pr i said now ask the father for it because you come back home to him and so bhavan asks the father he gets two not one opportunity two opportunities he gets a job now i spoke to him the other day he got a call from berlin and now uh, you know during covid time he's saying i never uh, i never had any pay cut in fact i got pay rises and he got a bonus and he was just talking about the goodness of god now bhavan i'm telling him about the kingdom and bhavan is just growing in his relationship with god back to what jesus says what is eternal life that they may know the one who sent jesus coming back home to the father so when you look at the cross do you see oh heaven and hell or do you see the cross 
as a way, the father, it's the way. Jesus is called the way of children coming back home to their father. If you understand why you were made, you were made to be the beloved. You were made to have a relationship with your father. You, you were the object of his affection. And so the cross is not a heaven and hell. You don't want to tell someone, oh, you're going to hell. You go and tell the lost son, come back home to your father. He's waiting for you. And I have got everybody into the kingdom just through that. And it's the father who's revealed. It's the father who's revealed. I've never had to sell and I've never gone through the carnal mind. Never. I, I, I just pray for people. In fact, people who come and I sit with like people who are just like, you know, who have so much of knowledge. And sometimes I'll, I'll hear all of it. I'll just sit and I'll, I'll be like, okay, can I pray with you right now? And then I pray and then the Holy Spirit will come upon them maybe. And then they, uh, you know, I've, I've had this with people and they're like, what, what is it that I feel? Why am I feeling warmth? Why am I crying? I said, because you cannot understand God with your head. You have to come to him with your heart like a child. And now I surpass the mind and I bring the son into the kingdom because my words are spirit and they are life and I do not need logic. All I need is a word. Jesus said, come. And Peter dropped and everybody dropped their nets. How? And they just followed him. How? Is because Jesus' words are spirit and they are life and so are yours. Now we don't go by the church way. We are sons. Your words are spirit and they are life. Just give life. If it's real to you, you share what is real to you. You don't share head knowledge. You just share life. All I do is sometimes to share my testimony. And just tell them, you know that there's a father who loves you. And then I pray with them. And if there's any problem that needs to be fixed, I'll say, let's pray right now. And then I pray with them so that they know the simplicity of just praying to a father who loves them. And then I pray the problem gets fixed and now they want to know more. So Jesus, okay, there's this guy who's born blind at birth. And then the disciples go, is it because of this father's sin, mother's sin? And Jesus is like, I don't care about that. The problem is here so that I can fix it. That's what he's saying. So that the, the glory of the father might be revealed through the son. That's what your purpose is, that the glory of the father might be revealed through the son. That's you. And so he prays for this guy. Imagine this guy doesn't even know who he is. So he, he, he prays for this guy, this blind guy suddenly gets his sight back and now everyone is questioning him. Who healed you? What, what did you do? How did you get healed? He's like, I don't know anything. All I know is I was sick. I, was, I couldn't see and now I can see. He does not even know who Jesus is. And then because they threw him out of the synagogue, now Jesus goes and finds him and says, I am he. I am the Messiah. Okay? He healed him first. Jesus just went about healing. Just go fix the problem. There is... You know, there, is, there are so many problems around you. Everyone's life needs to be fixed. You just go fixing. Who doesn't want a savior? That's why if you know who you are, everything flows from identity. Remember, if you know who you are, then you will go and fill somebody else. We are life-giving spirits. Life-giving spirits, not head knowledge. Life-giving spirits. If it's real to you, share that life with somebody. What God did on your life. Oh, he's so amazing. You know, I was just sick and I found my father. The simplicity of just going and sharing the Father's love. The cross is, it is not heaven and hell. The cross is the way. Jesus is the way back to the Father. It's the Father bringing his lost sons back home. And the cross is the way, the penalty for that. It's the way back home. And so you share the Father and the Father. And trust me, the Son will come home. My words are spirit and they are life. That's what you say. And that's, that's who you are. So I remember 
Jesus saying, okay, in the Gospels, he says, no one can come to me unless the father draws him. Now that's you. Your life is no different from the son. Remember when Jesus, I just read about John 17. He says, I'm not speaking for the whole world. I'm speaking for them. And then he's talking about same, restoring the same glory that he had now giving them that glory. And that the same love that I have that they will have in them. Jesus doesn't separate you from him. Okay. So Jesus said, Father, of all you have given me, of all whoever come in my path, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. So you know what I do? I just focus on my life. Because my life, like Christ's life, is a finished work. Your life, like Christ's life, is a finished work. It's great that people are called separately for ministry. But wherever the sun is, that is your ground. You don't have to go separately and do ministry. Wherever you are, that is the sun's chalked out path. The father has tailor-made and chalked that whole finished work just for you. And so what are you, do what are you doing in that path? All that, the, all that the father has given me will come to me. And so, for example, I go and sit at a restaurant. And I was just, and, and people have seen this so many times. And I'm sitting with my mom. I'm having my coffee. Suddenly, the person next to me just starts a conversation, looks at me and says, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, you look like somebody, some uh, some tarot card reader. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm talking and talking. She said, what do you think about, you know, do you really believe in all of these things? Now imagine this person next to me has initiated this conversation. I'm still having my soup or whatever I was having. And I know where the father is going with this because I know that this is probably a lost son. That's why suddenly the son randomly sitting next to me begins to talk about God and give my opinions. And imagine what's going to happen if they ask me for my opinion, right? And so I'm talking and then I'm like, oh, no, I don't really believe, you know, I had an encounter with Jesus. And that's it. I leave it. And then they're like, what? And I want to know more. And that's it. And then I share about, you know, there's a father who loves you and you, uh, you know, you've not known him, but do you want to meet your father? And they're like, how, how, how? I said, let me just pray. And then I say, you know what? Go home and ask the one who made you to reveal himself. The simplicity. And then they usually have a dream or some encounter. And it's so real. It's so real. You don't have to sell truth, guys. Truth reveals itself. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. They will come. Your words are spirit and they are life. They will wake somebody up. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. People just hear it and they know it. Okay, I've had so many testimonies. I remember I was at, um, I was sitting at, uh, I was in the UK and uh, I was sitting at a call center. Uh, I was working at a call center and uh, I went there and so the person next to me is Gabrielle. She's also in Beloved on our WhatsApp group. She's from the UK. She was sitting next to me. She's a lost son. So I remember the call center, the, the phone that they gave me, my phone never rang. And so they kept changing me. They kept shifting my seat because they thought there's something wrong with my phone. And for the one year that I worked there, if, if there were 100 calls a day that someone was supposed to get, I would get 10 calls. And so what happened in my 10 calls that I would get, I started talking to the person next to me. And I was like, do you know that there's a father who loves you? I shared my life with her. She comes into the kingdom. She has an encounter with Jesus. Jesus reveals himself to her. And she came into the kingdom. Today, she is going and doing, you know, 10 years later, she's doing some missionary work in the US. The simplicity. Now, did I go looking for her? No, she was in my path. She was sitting right next to me. The sons, God doesn't want, he doesn't give you a heavy load on your head. It's the simplicity of just being a son where you're at. If there is someone who's sick, just go lay hands on them. It's in your path. Whatever is in your path, just be a son right where you're at. And I don't go saying, 
I, I don't go showing Jesus. Jesus didn't go saying, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah. He just went about healing the sick. And then they wanted to know who he is. And that's all I do. If there's anyone around, I'm just a son. It's in my nature to be a life-giving spirit. I'll just share who I am. And so if there's a problem, I'm pretty much going to pray for that problem. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to pray for them. And then they want to know, because I do it in Jesus' name. They want to know and I'll say, yeah, you want to know the father. There's a father who loves you. Just share, address the orphan heart. If you address the orphan heart, trust me, they want the father. An orphan heart is looking for the father. My biggest stress when I met Jesus, I went to sleep that night knowing that I was loved, that I wasn't an orphan, that I had a heavenly father looking and taking care of me, that I didn't have to worry about my life, that I had someone taking care of me. Now tell me something, which lost son is not looking deep down for his father? And then you go and tell someone heaven and hell, that they'll never come home. And they, if they do come, they'll be in fear. They come through the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what you're doing. Bringing in through a head understanding. Showing them the cross and what it is. No, you missed it. You missed, you missed what the cross is. The cross is about father's love for his lost son. And the cross was the way. Jesus was the way. The penalty, the, the penalty that had to be paid to bring the lost children home. And the seriousness of it. Yes, it's the blood. Once you understand that your relationship with your father is by blood, then you start looking at other people also, not through the flesh, what they do, what they don't do. You start seeing that other person because they're bought by blood. That me and him have a common father and we are one through Christ's blood. It's a blood relationship. Now, even you, a son who's secure in the father's love, will receive all the inheritance because they do not see their father as God. Father means father, same species. In your mind, you can think father, father, but you can still see him as God. God, God. And then you find it so hard to receive from him because you never understood love. In the Old Testament, it is God. In the new covenant, God is redeeming his sons back home. And Jesus rises up and says, when Mary Magdalene goes to him, he says, now I'm going to my God and your God, but my father and your father. That God is now our father. And that's what you do. You're just addressing the father's love for them. I had this other girl, you know, uh, you know, this, like, I, I, now this is for you. This is for you. I'm not just saying it for me. Everything begins with you believing first who you are. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the father draws him. I believe my whole life is tailor-made. And so anyone that comes into my life, okay, is sent by the Father. Now, I'm just, not just talking about anyone. Anyone who engages with me and they tug at your heart and they want you, like, you know that they're locked into you and you know that, that that's a son. And so I remember I was with this, uh, uh, you know, uh, anyone who, uh, who worked with me for a very short period of time, they're interns or they come in uh, to that, they're a lost son coming home, okay? And so usually um, I have like this, uh, uh, you know, Hansel and Gretel, like this crumb, so after this came this one and after this came this one and they're all in beloved, you know, at some point. Uh, so I remember this girl called Sayukta and I've shared with her. She, she came in and uh, I hadn't shared, shared with her about Jesus. And so somebody else comes in my dreams and says, what are you waiting, waiting for? She's waiting for me. Sayukta is waiting for me. You need to tell her about me. So I decided to take Sayukta for a movie the next day. And I'm like, you know, Sayukta, I have to tell you about the father, that he loves you. He's like, ma'am, she's saying yesterday I was crying and saying, isn't there some, uh, you know, I want answers to all my questions. God, where are you? And so I said, the father heard you. He's the father who's waiting for you to come home. Okay. And uh, I shared about, uh, you know, just the father with her. 
and um, uh, she said, I want to, you know, I, I want to see Jesus. I said, ask him, you know, ask him to give you an encounter with you. Sayuka left, uh, you know, left me. Then she worked with some other. I met her six months later and she, uh, you know, she was just wearing white. And I said, Sayuka, why are you wearing white? She said, Jesus gave my dreams and told me to wear white. I said, no, no, backtrack. I said, tell me your dream. And so Sayuka is sitting on a table just like this. And Jesus is sitting in front of her. And now Sayuka is telling him all her problems. And then uh, Jesus tells her, I have one solution to all your problems. And then he, Jesus tells her, you know, you, you need to learn to be patient. I'm teaching you patience. And then uh, Jesus says, I have one solution to all your problems. As I am wearing white, start wearing white. So now Sayuka actually thinks physically wear white. I said, that's not what he's talking. He's talking about righteousness consciousness. And then I was telling her about as a son, he's made you a son by blood. That means don't get condemned anymore. And the solution to all your problems, righteousness, consciousness means waking up into your sonship. That's what it means. Okay. But I didn't have to go and do much. The father went on my behalf. You know, the kingdom is not one person. It doesn't rest on your shoulders. It is everybody, the kingdom of God. Like you've got everything working for you. I remember the days when I used to pray for my brother to come into the kingdom. Do you know that my brother was, uh, he's a music director. And so he was working in a studio and he would hire people. He would literally hire people who didn't know anything about Jesus. And then they would work with him for a few weeks. And then suddenly they have an encounter with Jesus. So he would wonder, he said, I'm hiring people who don't know this Jesus because my sister talks about Jesus. I'm really hiring people who don't know. And then what happens to them when they start working with me? In one month's time, they are going to some church and they would get saved. Is because I'm not alone in the kingdom. My father is working. The Holy Spirit is co-laboring and doing everything for you. You know, Madhuri is so beautiful. Her testimony. I'm just going to share testimonies, okay? Uh, Madhuri came before Sayyukta. Sayyukta came after Madhuri. And they're all, all in the kingdom. They're all sons. Madhuri worked with me. Uh, I met her some in 2007. Briefly told her about Jesus. Forgot about it. Okay. And uh, uh, she met me a few years ago. And at the time, she was, she was uh, looking for colleges in UK to go and no college was taking her she was, uh, because she wanted to go on full tuition. She wanted the scholarship and Madhuri had got so fed up of people rejecting her that she had stopped even opening the envelopes to see even if colleges took her. Okay. So I remember she came, I said, Madhuri, write down the top 10 colleges that you want to go to. So she wrote down a list. We just prayed. I said, remember Jesus, I told you, I said, there's a father who loves you. I said, you've not come here by accident. You've come here because the father wants you to go and study something amazing. So we pray with her. Madhuri goes back home. She's at the phone. She gets a phone and there's an envelope kept there. Just because she was at the phone, she opened the envelope. Otherwise, she was not even going to open it because everyone was rejecting her. She opens her envelope and she's got a 20 lakh full paid scholarship to UK. She was so happy. So I, I you know, and now Madhuri is finished a three month working with me. She's going somewhere. I said, Madhuri, go, uh, you know, when you go to UK, I said, join a church that preaches a finished work. And I just told her, go to Hillsong. They're pretty new covenant. They're good. Uh, you know, and I forgot to connect her with my friends. Now I just prayed with her. Madhuri goes to UK. I've forgotten about her. A few weeks later, uh, you know, she's sitting and I get some photographs on my WhatsApp. There's some praise and worship going on. She said, Priya, I'm going to believe what happened. She goes to UK. I think the first or second week, she, she said, I was a little depressed. You know, I don't know anybody. She meets a friend of a friend of a friend. Some Gujarati person who came. And a boy who came, he said, I want to take you somewhere. She said, no, I'm low. He said, no, I want to take you somewhere. And he takes her to a church. And she says, no, my friend has told me I can only go to a certain church. And then he takes her to, she take, he takes her to Hillsong. What I'm saying is, I don't need to do everything. 
you're in a kingdom you're just doing a tiny part of a bigger work that already god has orchestrated everything so the weight is not on your shoulders like if you don't go and tell and they all going to miss it the, the kingdom is huge just do your part his yoke is easy his burden is light he may not call you to save thousand people he might just call you to change one person and influence one person i remember when i started bible study when i come to india i joined a church and my church, they they made me a leader in the church that i was in and so the i go to this house and there were four people the father mother and their two children and then most of the times the father and mother weren't there and so i had this little girl some 6 years old and she was my student bible study and i used to go and so i told god i said okay father if this one person is what you want me to influence i'm not about numbers i will give all my heart to this one person who is sitting and listening to me and so the 6 year old girl just would sit she was my first student and she would just hear me and i don't even know if it made sense to but she would just hear and i would just share my life with her today that girl is a powerhouse her name is brunel and she has gone and brought so many into the kingdom right now she's in canada she's joined the police academy she's doing amazing things for god god might just call you to influence one okay whatever is in your path joseph was just called to go and save that's what his role was to go to become the second in, in command in egypt so that he could save israel from the famine that was his job esther all she needed was to do and go before the king okay and not be shy and to save that time the jews your your what god wants you to do just be a son you don't have to try and give the gospel everything flows from your fullness so if you don't feel like you know what ask the father to fill you first because everything i do is an overflow of who i am so all i do and i you know i don't i don't read the scripture for scripture if someone comes to me and ask me revelation i just say i don't know he is not revealed it to me i will only give whatever my father quickens in me and shows me and all i know is that all he's ever told me is that he is i am his beloved and that i was made to the, to be the object of his affection and I, i i remember that's it i didn't even know i was a sinner or anything like that much later when the church told me i was like oh jesus that my sins but i was so in love with the father and trust me when you're in love with the father the last thing on your mind is sin <laughs> all you want to be is just like your father because you were born of it you don't address the tree of knowledge of good and evil that's death the more you engage the lost son in the father's love they everything in your nature trust me whoever is listening everything in you just wants to be like your father you have to be pulled to do something stupid and silly but if i engage you in his love for you you are so mesmerized and you want to walk in divine health and i want to on all of that and i'm i'm reading that the reason why people do silly things is because they never showed them that they were the beloved they gave them head knowledge the tree of knowledge of good and evil and gave them an understanding of the gospel and so they came in through some understanding but they never had an encounter with the real father and i tell everyone in beloved sometimes they've been in churches for all their life and then they come home with all their questions and then i just say can you wait can you keep all your questions away and can i give you an encounter with your father i know you may have known him for 20 years but can i make you taste something different and then keep everything away and now they begin to experience things they begin to have some what they call breakthroughs and they they cannot put their finger on it and how is this happening how is this happening i said because you're surpassing your head right now and i'm taking you into realm of life 
that you don't know how those things are happening is because you come into the law of life. Everything is just life. Trust me, sometimes I've just said, it's Jesus. And then the person just gets it. And then you wonder how you didn't even share. And why do, why do you, when you say Jesus, they get it. But when others say Jesus and they don't, it's because your words are spirit and they are life. Everything comes from who I am. My words, when Jesus said, come, why do the disciples drop their nets and follow him? What is it about his words that just touches and you just know? And that's what I mean. Okay. You come from that realm where your words are spread in their life. And then when hundred people say it doesn't make sense. And then you go and say the same things and everything makes sense. It's because my words are spread in their life. I do not. And then I go into an understanding of, you know, when they come in, when they've encountered Jesus, like Bhavan, his life changed in four days and four hours. He tasted, I just showed him the father. I didn't give him theory. I just showed him the father. And then he comes into the kingdom. All he knows, he's not even in, he may, may not even be listening to beloved servants. But all this guy knows every time he calls me up, he's saying, ma'am, he's saying, you want to know what God did in my life today? And this guy is just so in love with his father. And now he's having eternal life. And he'll, he'll grow at his own pace. And I allow the Holy Spirit to do that. I remember when, you know, my mom, the loved ones, okay, in your family you want to share. Sometimes when it's close to your home, it's the hardest, right? Because they're just seeing all your flaws and everything and you love them so much that you don't know how to put it. And sometimes if someone is going towards the pit, you know why they're going towards the pit. And so everything in you, your emotions get accelerated and you want to pull them out and you do it with a heart of love. But sometimes it can be done in the most terrible way. Like I know I've, I've done some nasty things during my time. Uh, you know, I went to some religious churches, so they told me certain things and I should just follow what God wanted to do. Anyways, my mom came into the kingdom. She had a own encounter with Jesus. Uh, you know, everyone has had their own encounter with Jesus. And uh, I still remember when God told me, uh, when God told me not to butt into her life, that he was going to minister to her because the Holy Spirit was alive in her and he was going to do it in his own way. And that I didn't have to micromanage everything. And then I just had to let my mom be. And so also with my brother. And I just had to let my brother be and trust because sometimes deep down it comes because you don't trust. And so even as I let my brother be and I was like, my God, he doesn't even look safe, you know. And I just had to allow and give room. And then I saw over the years, even as I gave room, that how the Holy Spirit is in him and he is working at his own place and let him enjoy that journey. And even as I, I did hands off, you know, God was true to his word. God is doing at your own pace. He knows where that sun is. He knows where those things have to be, have to be dealt with and you give grace. And sometimes, you know, you know, whoever's hearing, you need to give grace to yourself as well. Don't be so hard on yourself. God doesn't look at you the way you look at you sometimes. You mess up and be gentle. He gives you grace. If he doesn't see you, he sees you through the blood, then so should you. And so should you with everybody else. My common ground for anyone that I see or anyone, okay, I have to remind myself that I if my father chooses to see me through the blood, it's a blood relationship that I have with him, then so should I see other people also. It is. I minister through the spirit. That's it. We speak everything about us is life and we will just give life. If you sow to the flesh, it's just going to lead corruption. If you sow to the spirit, it's going to lead to life. Just give what you have and God is going to multiply. It could be that one testimony that you have. And just keep going over it and over it and over it. And trust me, that one little testimony that you have will just multiply. Just give the life that you have. 
don't have to go and then you go and you give them an encounter with Jesus. I remember there's another who's a leader in our church, Geetu. You know, when I met her, she was a dermatologist and uh, she still is a dermatologist. I remember I met her through a common friend, again, who came into the kingdom, who is a son today. Her mom is watching today with us. Uh, and uh, I was walking, I'll, I'll tell you how I met uh, Neetu's mom is here. I was on Carter Road once and I was just walking with another friend and I see this girl and I didn't recognize her because in, in school she looked really different. And I meet her and uh, next thing you know, I'm walking ahead and I see someone running, just coming to me for my number. And even as she came running, I knew that this is a lost son coming home. Long story short, what amazing thing that God has done in her life. She's in the kingdom today with us. Okay, through her I met uh, who is a leader in our church, Regitu. And I still remember Geetu was a dermatologist. Uh, she is a dermatologist. I was sitting in the doctor's clinic with her and, uh, you know, a couple of visits and uh, I had a dream about her. And I remember sharing this dream and my friend said, no, no, I don't think so it can be her. And so one day the way God did it was I was alone with this, this doctor friend. And I said, uh, you know, I had this thing about you. I saw these things. Uh, you know, is this true? She's like, yes, how do you know all of these things? And she told me, who, you know, what, what it was. And I said, because there's a father in heaven who loves you. And I said, all the father wants to do is come and fix your life. And so she's like, and who doesn't want a father? And then all I did was pray with her. She said, how do I come to the father? I said, come, let's pray. I'll show you. And then I just prayed in Jesus's name with her. You know, you have to hear Gidu's life of what God did for her. Today, she's one of the most successful dermatologists in Bombay. But uh, what God did in her life, and Gidu was telling me that she was just there three days ago crying and saying, isn't there somebody who loves me more than my son does? Now imagine, that's what I mean, you're just an answer. Just like Jesus was going and saving about, you're a life-giving spirit. You're just like your father. And so he's going to send you around to save, to save, to save. And your job, trust me, they're just going to come to you. They're going to come to you. You don't have to go fishing out. Jesus was only looking in his path, whoever was in his path. And so whatever he saw, it was in his path. He's not going out. It's in his path. Your whole life is a finished work. And so you don't go and do evangelism. For a son, there is no evangelism. For a son, you're just being a son. And so if there's somebody who comes and talks to me, the marriage problems, I'll say, let's fix it. Oh, but how can it be? I said, Jesus turned water into wine. He can fix something. I've seen it happen. He can restore things. I know my father. And so, oh, really, your father? Yeah, let's pray right now. There's a heavenly father who loves you. That's why you're telling me this problem. And so simply, I just pray with them. Something happens, something shifts, they get a dream, they have an encounter. Then I share more. Oh, I said, now let me tell you where you were first. You were in the Father before the foundations of the world. That's why there's something about what I'm speaking is resonating with you. You know, when I took the Bible, when I'd met Jesus, even before someone told me, I, I didn't have somebody coming and sharing the gospel. Now I pray, thank God I didn't. Because now I just share the way I, I found. I was just looking for my Father. So even as I started reading those words that time, I just knew that I know him. I just knew there was something about the Bible when I was reading. I just knew that I know this person and it's not the first time I met him. Because you were born from him. You were in him before the foundation of the world. So you address that, that seed is in that person, that seed is in that son. And you just go, you're waking that person up. That seed gets quickened. And there's something what you're saying, it just captures them. And you're like, why do I feel that everything that you're saying, why is it just something about it here? And I said, yeah, because my sheep hear my voice. You address that heart and they will come in. You don't need head knowledge. In fact, people who come with me with head knowledge, I let them finish all their head knowledge. And then I say, now, can I introduce you? Can I just give you an encounter? 
with who I'm talking about. And then you share their life. And then Jesus comes in, Jesus just comes and does something ridiculously amazing in their lives. Okay, like what testimonies we've had uh, in Beloved, you know, or like encounters that people have had in Beloved with God. Just give them an encounter. Give them an encounter, give them life. Okay. Um, so about sharing the gospel, yeah, it is the gospel is about, it, it is about just simply showing them the father. And then you go and address the orphan heart. Don't go and tell somebody they're a sinner. They already know they're a sinner. Okay. And in fact, they, they fear God. They don't want to come to him because they think they're a sinner and they'll keep missing it. They'll keep missing it. You go and tell somebody that, listen, there's a father in heaven who loves you. And then you go and the way back is the cross, what he did for you. And then you go and you bring them in and trust me, deep down, every son in his innate nature wants to be just like the father, wants to be just like him. And then you keep watering that seed of righteousness. You keep waking them up that, yeah, it's not in your nature. We were, we were called to taste goodness out of the father's hand. Do you know that in Isaiah, it says, how did the, how did the son learn to discern between good and evil? You think to tell someone to discern between good and evil is tell them good and tell them bad. But it says, even the son of man, Jesus, learned to discern between good and evil. by They fed him curd and honey. Curd and honey. Curd is the abundance of milk. And honey, that means by only giving good to the son, could he discern between good and evil. How do you tell somebody this is bad, this is good? You don't tell them this is bad and this is good. You give them so much good that they can't handle bad. I've been in temptation. The reason I walked away from temptation is not because it was law, it's sin. I didn't. The reason why I walked away from temptation a lot of times because I knew that my God is that good. That I don't have to, to say yes to something silly. I know that my God is that good. It's the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness that makes you walk away. It's eating curd and honey that when you know you're eating out of the king's palace and out of the father's hand that you tasted good, that you don't want something silly. Why would I want something bad when I know how good my father is. That's how good your God is. And that's why you go and feed righteousness consciousness in a son. You remind them they're a son. If they fall 10 times, you remind them 11 times that they're a son. You don't go and tell them they're a sinner. You remind them righteousness consciousness that you're just like your father. Everything in you doesn't like it. You're called for good things. And then that person just needs to be reminded because it's like they have a split personality. They've eaten the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They've called bad good for the longest time. The devil made them bad good. And now you're bringing them into a sense of worthiness. You know, someone who's wearing white, it's very hard for them. Today we were at a wedding, okay? If you're wearing something white, my brother was wearing something, and we had haldi going on, you know, on my cousin. If you're wearing something white, the first reaction is, oh, I don't want to get any dirt on it. But if you already have dirty clothes, you don't really care if you're getting more dirt. What do I mean? The more righteousness consciousness you are you feel that person that they're a son they're just like him righteousness consciousness you automatically don't want to do anything with something that is not of his kingdom it's because people are told that they're dirty they're sinners they're like we anyway, anyway sinners let me go sin more <laughs> who cares the more you wake up to a son that you are just like your father you're a princess you're a son of god you're just like him you will walk in that consciousness that's why it says awake to righteousness and sin not how do you, again, I, I'm going to close today early. Share the gospel. Just share life. You're a life-giving spirit. Just go and share the Father. 
share your life share what has been real to you if you don't have anything real in your life today i ask you go home and ask the father to do something amazing for you show me show me your glory show me something you know amazing give me some life today and then he's going to do something amazing and then he's just going to go and multiply that go and multiply that life and it's going to be added back to you okay i've had just uh, you know like i can go on and on just sharing about people that have come into the kingdom and uh, all i know is one uh, i'll end with another one uh, you know again this she was again this this girl was working with me and uh, now i don't even remember this she was working with me she was interning with me and had at some point i think i just gave her a bible i didn't even share about jesus with her i just gave her a bible i met her 5 years later and i was like hi how are you she said oh, i'm a worship leader in church i said what so she said yeah i remember you gave me a bible i said yeah i know but she's saying uh, so after that i went and in my building there were some people praying and so i just went and asked they called me it was a bible study and uh, next thing she's coming to the kingdom you are uh, you are just a little you know you're a son of a bigger kingdom and the, the there are angels working there are everyone is co-laboring everything to bring the lost sons in so the whole world is not on your shoulders if you if you if you realize that that the holy spirit is in them then you will be not uh you know trying to control somebody you will leave them i still remember when someone had said you know this person is not in church so maybe they're backsliding and someone had told me uh, uh many years ago this church that i was in and that time i couldn't understand i said what does that even mean i said do you know that when a son comes into the kingdom the holy spirit goes and joins with them they become one spirit so if they backslid and they backslidden with the holy spirit can you just release them and i was right after four five years this person came back she's a very good friend of mine today backslidden the backslidden with the holy spirit just because you don't see them sometimes it 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 takes god is working it out in their lives and a lot of things need to be you know they might go and they might go astray and everything but just be secure in the word if he was joined to the lord as one spirit with him i rest in that i rest in that it's like my my brother's life i don't need to see him i, I know that i believe the word everything for me is identity i just take the word for myself so if it says if they came and they one spirit with him that's it then why do i worry it's one spirit that's it and now the holy spirit in him will co labor the holy spirit doesn't need me to get everything done in his life the holy spirit will engage with other sons all around the world i don't need to help god in anything i i'm a co labor co labor in all things and you can release and just be not that controlling okay and just give life just minister whatever is in your path that's all i will say now everybody that's coming in your path doesn't mean that they're a son they may not be but whoever you just know it if they if they're taking life and something that you say and they just keep coming back at you and they're just taking life you just know it you just know it trust me if they're not they'll just you know you'll know it too okay but the ones who are coming and they're just taking it's they, you'll just bring them into the kingdom just give the life that you have whatever is real to you just share that introduce them to the father and then once the father does the job the father does the job my mother also she had this amazing encounter you know she used to believe in an idol for the longest time the idol came in a dream started jumping and saying it is jesus go now even i couldn't have done that to my mother through head knowledge i just had to let it be i shared about and she knew about jesus and everything but the god did all of that the gospel is so real the kingdom is so real jesus is real the father is real you don't need to sell truth truth will reveal itself even your little seed of just saying you know there's a father who loves you trust me you already done something there 
and they will come back because they want it. You address the orphan heart. Always address the orphan heart. Every lost son is waiting for their father. And when the son speaks, when the, son, when the father speaks, the son will hear. We do not have the sons coming home because they never heard the father's voice only. You gave them some head knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The son will only respond to the father's voice when they hear the father. And so you, all you do is just go and say, there's a father who loves you. If they're responding to that, they'll come in. They're a lost son. If they don't understand, just walk on. Just engage with whatever is in your path. I've had just, I, I don't go left and right. Whatever is in my path, that's it. That is called. Even the ones who come to beloved, I just see as the ones who come, those are the ones who God has sent. Not everybody. The ones that I just focus on that. The ones that have to leave, they will leave. The ones that have to stay, I'm just going to give life to the ones who are with me. And that's my part. That's it. And I'm just going and giving the life to whoever is around me. And that's what you do. Just be, that. that's the life of a son. If there's anyone sick, just lay hands. The resurrection like in you will flow out of it. Fix things around you. And now you've come into a, just like your father, you're a savior to others. Whoever calls you is not calling for somebody else. They called you. So you fix it. Remember someone, I shared a testimony, beloved, someone called with COVID. And then this person sent a prayer request. I said, one second, they called you. Imagine Jesus, the problem coming to Jesus and saying, one second, let me get all my disciples together. Let's have some prayer team going on. Jesus hears, Jesus fixes. That's the heart of a son. So I said, no, one second, I want you to pray. And so I told this person who got that call for COVID, I said, you pray. Because which are the voices in your head that said you're not enough? And when this person prayed, the whole family got healed. Everyone got healed. If it's come to you, because it's come to you, you can fix it. You're a son. You have the same resurrection life that's in Christ is in you. And the more you get stronger, that's it. You rest. Now the whole body is getting stronger. If each son starts seeing that, yeah, the resurrection life is in me. Now all sons together, imagine what's happening. Okay? You got the problem, you fix it. Take it down. And then you'll start growing stronger. You'll realize, whoa, look at that resurrection life in me. What God is doing in me. Okay? So just be a life-giving spirit. I'm going to end. Let's pray. And uh, uh, yeah, just look at Jesus' life in the gospel. Read how he's just going about. There were three people he, he spoke about really that he being the Messiah. One is the Samaritan woman. One is the, uh, you know, Peter, he said, you know, this revelation has been given to you by, from God. And uh, there was another guy uh, that he uh, spoke. I think it's the, the blind guy. You know, I'm the Messiah. He said, said it to him. So uh, I'm just reading someone's question. I've tried this fixing, always work the other way. Uh, just do it. Start, start again, Anju. Uh, for the longest time, if you've had things, Andrew, I want you to hear the sermon on, uh, someone has asked me a question. I want you to hear the sermon on forgive to inherit. And that message where I've shared forgive to inherit has got nothing to do with forgiving, receiving from God. But you need to let go of your past experiences and things that have happened in your life, okay, for the longest time maybe, is because you see it in a certain way. But the more you're waking up to who you are, trust me, all your experiences will change. Okay? And uh, try it again. Like I've had people who come into Beloved, they said, I've I've spoken things and my brother has never wanted to hear me or my husband has never wanted to hear. And then I said, okay, forget about that. But now you know you're a son. Now all they do is just, they're just waking up to who they are. They're hearing, they're hearing. And now the same words, they said, okay, I'm going today. And suddenly the husband allows, he's like, yeah, go. What happened? 
how come something that didn't happen for 10 years, how come it shifted? Shifted is because it was no more the person speaking, it was the son speaking. And so just the way Jesus said, come, and Peter came. This person says, I'm going. And this person is like, yeah, go. Go to the meeting. Go to, you know, go to wherever you want to go. How did it change? Is because you're waking up. So you think it's other people. The solution is always with the sun. I'm even going to talk about on uh, the coming Wednesday, probably, uh, or on a Sunday. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about solution. The solution to any problem. It can even be in someone else's life. But the solution is with the sun. The solution is in the sun. So you think you need to pray for that person. It doesn't work like that as a son. It's not about that person. The solution is with you. And so even as you wake up, that problem or that thing gets fixed in their life. Okay, and we're going to share about that tomorrow uh, or on the coming, uh, coming, coming sermon, whenever that is. Uh, so let's pray. Okay, just be a life-giving spirit. Whatever is in your path, whoever is in your path, just go every opportunity that is open. The disciples went about you know, wherever the door was open, they went. And that's the opportunity that you have. A door opens for you to be the sun. Just go and share there, you know. And uh, just go do it. Just go uh, be a sun right where you're at, okay. And the Father is pleased. And the Father will send in your path. Just the way Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draw him to me. Even so, I say that no one can come to me unless the Father draw that person to me. And then when the Father draws him to me, I'm going to give life whatever that life is. And then they'll be in my life maybe for a season. I'm not like grippy. Want to go, let them go. Maybe God has got in their journey somebody else, somewhere else. Okay? So whoever is in front of you, whoever are with you, just give life to them. And just share about the Father. Introduce them to the Father. And the way to the Father is through the cross. But I just share them, come home. There's a Father who loves you. And I pray in Jesus' name. The thing gets fixed and then I tell them about Jesus and how amazing he is and what he did. Okay. And then just about waking up to who they are. And that's what they're doing. And all, all the sons and beloved, whoever they are, uh, if you hear of individual, their lives, they'll tell you the same story. And they're all on fire. They're all passionate is because they're in love with the father. Okay. Uh, so let's just pray. Uh, just close your eyes. We're going to give just the way you give a tithe uh, of your finances to God. We're just, just say this after me. We're going to give a spiritual type of, of all the increase that you've got. Just say, Father, I thank you that we are sons in your kingdom. Jesus, you're my high priest. And right now, I just give you a spiritual type of all the increase that you've got into my soul. And just multiply it. And just start praying in tongues. Father, I just pray right now for every son listening, every son watching, whoever's logged in today, whoever will listen to this message, I pray that you will give them an encounter with you. You will give them an encounter just the way you gave them an encounter with you gave me an encounter. That you will reveal to them that they are the object of your affection, that you call them beloved. You love them. They knew you. You knew them before the foundation of the earth. And that's why even as they heard you later, Something resonated because they were with you before the foundation of the world. Father, I just pray your peace that you will give them life right now, that you will give them an encounter, an experience with you, that they will know you in a personal, in an experiential way, that everything that they read, everything that they do from this point on, Father, will be through relationship. Through relationship with you, 
through knowing you, that you're a God who loves them. That the cross is, Father, just your love of bringing them back home, restoring them back to glory. I just release this right now. Father, every experience that they've had that is not of you, I ask you that you will uproot it right from its core, right from their core, right from the soul. You'll uproot it right now. In Jesus' name, I just bring your blood there right now, Father. And now you're going to give them your experience, your truth, that will shift everything in their life. The way they see things, the way they, they speak with others, their words are spirit and their life. That everything, Father, is life in them. It's you in them. We are one with you and you are one with us. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.